Hi, I'm Ryan McAdam, and you're listening to the Bedtime Story Podcast, I Love You, Now Go to Sleep. These are bedtime stories I tell my kids, usually made up on the fly. The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink-winged unicorn named Astro, who was made up by my daughter. I hope you enjoy them. We have fun making them. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin. It had been a long time since Astro had visited one of her good friends in another city. This good friend wasn't the usual kind of friend you may think. He wasn't a talking animal or a human. He was a car, and his name was Blaze. Blaze had his own best friend as well, named AJ, and they were never separated. Astro wanted to go see this friend, because it had been a while. And True and Barnaby wanted to go too. And so did Dashy, of all people. The other Aquanauts had a mission, but Dashy wanted to go see Blaze because she had never seen talking cars before, and she thought this would be a really good thing to take a picture of. So Dashy, True, Barnaby, and Astro all went to Axel City. When they got out of the yellow portal, they arrived. Dashy thought, wow, look at this place. It looks like it was built by cars. Astro said, it was. They walked into Axel City, and Dashy was amazed. There were cars everywhere. But there weren't just cars, there were also kids. There was Gabby, there was AJ, and all these other cars around. There was a big car named Crusher and a little friend that followed him. But Dashy wanted to meet Blaze. They waited in the center of town because that's where Blaze was going to meet them. All of a sudden, they heard the roar of an engine coming down the street. They saw the dust plume of spitting tire dust coming up from the ground out in the far distance. And they heard the engine getting closer very quickly. Dashy was a little intimidated. This big thing was moving fast and it was moving towards them. Astro, True, and Barnaby, on the other hand, were nice and calm. Barnaby said, here he comes. Down the street came the fastest, reddest car she had ever seen. It was coming so fast that she thought, he's going to hit us. But she didn't say this out loud. She just looked worried and her camera was held up instinctively. The car came in and then skidded to a halt right up into the front of the four friends. Blaze said, Hey everyone, it's so good to see you. AJ was inside the driver's cab. Hey guys. Astro said, Yeah, it's great to see you guys too. It's been a while. AJ said, Who's your friend? Astro said, This is Dashy. She really wanted to come to Axel City because she's never seen talking cars before. Blaze said, Well, you have now. What do you think? Dashy said, This is amazing. Can I take your picture? Blaze said, sure, hang on, let me strike a pose. He did a few donuts in the road, kicking up some dust. Then he came to a screeching halt and a good pose. Dashy took his picture. Thank you so much. So Astro said, so what have you been up to? Blaze said, actually, we've been having a grand old time. This October, we're harvesting pumpkins. So we have hundreds of pumpkins that we've planted with Gabby in her garden. Gabby said, yeah. You guys want to see him? She walked up from behind. Sure, said Astro, True, and Barnaby. Well, come on, hop on in, said Blaze. Everybody got into the truck bed of Blaze, and they all took off. Gabby led the way, and as she did, she pointed out various features of the city to Dashy. They eventually came to the big garden, and the big garden was indeed filled with pumpkins. What are you going to do with all these pumpkins? asked Barnaby. 
Blaze said, we're going to turn them into jack-o'-lanterns. We're going to have the most jack-o'-lanterns ever. Wow, that's a lot of jack-o'-lanterns, said Dashy. I'd love to get a picture of that, too. You'll have to come back when we carve them, said Gabby, but that won't be for a while, not till the end of the month. What about that spot over there, said True? What spot where, said Gabby? True pointed to an area of the field that had no pumpkins in it. Gabby said, that's not right. There should be lots of pumpkins over there. Let's go check it out. They all went over to that part of the patch. Sure enough, there were no pumpkins. There were pumpkin vines and pumpkin leaves, and there was lots and lots of bits of crushed pumpkin everywhere. But there were no pumpkins. What happened here, said Gabby? Someone's taken my pumpkins. True looked at the bits and pieces on the ground and said, It looks more like someone has eaten your pumpkins. What could eat that many pumpkins, said Blaze. It would have to be really big. Ooh, seems like we have a mystery on our hands, said Astro. Should we try and solve it and find out who took your pumpkins? Gabby said, Yes, we need to keep whoever took my pumpkins and keep them from eating more pumpkins, because we need all of these for the Lantern Festival at the end of the month. Okay. True said, What are you going to do, Astro? Astro said, I can use my magic and make the footprints of whoever ate these pumpkins appear. Here we go. She waved her head. Her magic horn began to glow. Her unicorn powers came all out at once into a beautiful rainbow and covered the ground in front of them. As they did, footprints began to appear. Everyone was startled. They fully expected the footprints to be tire prints. They thought Crusher was up to his old games again and being mean. But it wasn't Crusher. These were footprints. Very big footprints. And there were four, not two. These look like big dog footprints, said AJ. Dog footprints, said Barnaby. He was a cat, and he did not like dogs. <laughs> I don't like dogs. That's a really big dog if those are his footprints. Astro said, that is a really big dog. And that must be why there's so few pumpkins here. He ate them all. Where do the tracks go? Let's follow him, said Astro. Wait, I don't think that's a great idea, said Barnaby. I think we should just let him eat his pumpkins and go his own way and not bother him, and then he won't bother us. Gabby said, that's probably not true. If he's eaten this many pumpkins, he'll probably be back for more. We should go see where he is and see if we can get him to go somewhere else. Okay, said Barnaby, if we have to. But I'm going to stay up on the very top of Blaze's truck cab, if that's okay. Blaze said, <laughs> Barnaby, if you want to stay up on top, you can. Barnaby said, Hey! He jumped up on top of Blaze as high as he could get from the ground. And they all started following the tracks. The tracks were big, so the dog, or whatever it was, was able to get very far because he had long legs. There were tufts of fur on the ground on the path as they went. And there was kind of that smell when a dog gets wet. You know what I'm talking about. Boy, he seems to have gone pretty far. wonder where he came from. He's never been around here before, said Gabby. They went up and over the hills and into the forest, because that's where the tracks went. The footprints continued to glow, even in the dark of the shade of the forest. It wasn't long, though, until the footprints started to become more defined and deep. The footprints are getting fresher, said Astro. We're getting closer to this animal. We need to be quiet. Everyone stopped talking. Blaze tried to roll his wheels as quietly as he could. All of a sudden, they could hear in the forest, oh. <sighs> What was that? 
I'm not sure. Maybe it's the big dog we've been following. If it is even a big dog, said Barnaby. Shh, don't talk, Barnaby. They listened again. (laughs) They moved very quietly around the trees and moved out past a little clearing and they looked out into the clearing and they saw the beast. It was indeed a very big dog. It was an interesting looking dog though. It had big teeth, two big canines that came out from its big lip and almost touched its red nose. Its red, wet nose. But its ears were long, very long, and hang way down past its chin. Its eyes were bright. And something else was strange about this dog. He had fur, yes, but in his fur he also seemed to have feathers. Feathers that covered his whole body in addition to his fur. And his feet, well, they had dog prints all right, but his feet had the skin texture of chicken. Like chicken's feet. Orange and scaly. I've never seen an animal like that before, said Astro. Neither have I, said Gabby. I wonder where he came from. He's probably dangerous. We don't want to go near him, said Barnaby. I'm not sure what we should do. But we maybe we can get a little bit closer. Blaze rolled his wheels, wheels a little bit forward, but as he did, he snapped a stick in half. It went, Immediately, the big dog went, because he heard the sound. He looked up, and he looked at the direction of the friends, and then immediately turned around and ran away. Did you see that, said Astro? What, said True? His eyes, said Gabby. His eyes were sad. You're right, they were sad, said Blaze. I wonder if he's hurt, or maybe he needs help. Maybe he's not a mean dog at all. Maybe he's just hungry. He was pretty dirty. And he looked really sad, and even though he's an interesting-looking dog, he also looked pretty thin. Hmm, let's follow him. Maybe we should try and help. They followed this ginormous dog. And he was pretty easy to follow, they found out, because he moved slow, because he had a hurt paw. He was leaving footprints, but one of his footprints wasn't as deep as the others, because he couldn't put any weight on it. So he was basically running on three legs. It looked swollen and ouchy. They followed the dog, and he tried to get away because he was scared. Let's make a circle around him. Blaze. And a strong circle so he couldn't run away. <laughs> Blaze went one way. True went another. Gabby went another. And they all made a circle around this huge dog. When the dog saw that he was in circles, he tried to go one way, then another. But he couldn't. And he hunkered down in the middle of the circle, and he started whining and going, mm-hmm. True said, oh no, he is really scared. It's okay, fella, it's okay. True approached him. He seemed to be scared of True, even though True was only as big as his nose. She walked right up to him and gave him a gentle touch on the end of his nose and said, it's okay, boy, and then gave him a little scratch. His eyes looked a little less scared. The others approached and did the same, and soon everybody was close to the animal and giving him loves. His eyes seemed to get sleepy. He was tired, and he was hungry. And although he ate lots of pumpkins, he was a dog, and pumpkins didn't really taste good to him. I wonder if he can talk. I don't know. Let's try. Can you talk, dog? A dog looked at him and just went, Ruff! Ruff! True said, oh no, look at his paw. His paw looks super ouchy. 
Dashie took a picture of the big dog. He looked so sad. Dashie said, We need to help him. I'm going to go back and get another aquanaut. Peso can help him with his leg. When she turned around, she tripped and fell and cut her knee. Because she's Dashie and that's what she does. She went, Ow, my knee. Everyone said, Dashie, are you okay? She said, No, it really hurts. Without anyone even noticing, the big dog reached his big head out and his big tongue came out of his mouth and he gave Dashie's knee a little lick. He was trying to say that he was worried about her too. Thank you, doggy, said Dashie. She, she hit her intercom and she said, Dashie to Captain Barnacles. Come in, Captain Barnacles. Captain Barnacles came in and said, Dashie, it's good to hear from you. How are you liking Axel City? How are you liking your new friend, Blaze? Dashie said, It's all great, Captain, but we have a problem. We found a huge dog creature in the woods, and he's hungry, and he's cold, and he's hurt, and his leg is swollen up really big. We need Peso to come and help. We think he just wants to have some friends and a full belly. Captain Barnacle said, Don't worry, we're on our way. But they had to eat fish biscuits and some ice cream because of was serving. Okay. The last thing she heard before he closed the comm was, Quasi-sound the octo-alert. And then the comm closed. Dashie said, They're going to be here in just a few minutes. And she was right. Within a few minutes, the aquanauts had arrived. Captain Barnacle, Quasi, and Peso had all arrived. They all came to the big dog. The big dog was a little scared because these were new people and he didn't know what they were going to do. But very quickly, he saw that Captain Barnacle was friendly and that Peso wanted to help. Peso said, Oh no, look at his leg. It's so swollen. I'm not sure I can help. He's so big. Dashie said, I'm sure you can do it, Peso. Peso looked at her and said, Oh, your knee. And he bandaged her knee. And then, then he went to Dog and said, The first thing we need to do is we need to get him cleaned up. He's filthy, and he's going to get bad infections if we don't clean him up. The Vegemoles also came, and they brought lots of fish biscuits and ice cream. They put it right down in front of the big doggy, and he perked right up because he was hungry. He started to eat the fish biscuits and the ice cream because he had a sore th Meanwhile, the other aquanauts decided that they needed to wash the dog, but they needed water, and they needed soap. They had soap, but where would they get water? That's when True said, Don't worry, I can get water for you. A wish came out of her backpack that turned into a rain cloud. The rain cloud sprinkled the dog with lots of water, and the aquanauts soaked him up. They cleaned all his fur and feathers, his scaly chicken legs, until he was all clean. Peso gave him some medicine to help his swelling go down, and then he helped his owies on his legs. The dog had a full belly, and the dog was all clean and happy. The dog liked his new friends. He stood up, and that's when they saw something they did not expect. He had wings, big wings, and he spread them big and wide and gave them a good flap. Wow, said Dashie. She took a bunch of pictures. What an amazing creature, said Captain Barnacle. Amazing, yes, said Peso, but what do we do? Do we leave him here? Should we take him somewhere? Should he be our pet? I don't think so, Quasi. Something tells me that this creature has been traveling a long way and still has a long way to go. We should leave him and let him go. The dog walked around to everyone in the circle and gave everybody a big lick on their face. That was his way of saying thank you. 
said bye. <laughs> he then went up to Gabby, and he gave her two licks. One lick to say thank you, and another lick to say sorry that he had eaten her pumpkins. She gave him a big hug on his nose and said, You can come back any time you want. You have friends here. The dog went, Oof. He opened his wings and began to flap. As he started to lift off into the air, he gave one more bark, and that bark meant he was saying goodbye. Yeah, he didn't bark to say goodbye. He just said goodbye. Oh, you want him to actually talk? Mm -hmm. Okay. He started to fly when he said goodbye. <gasps> Everyone was like, oh, he can talk. But it was too late. He flew into the air, and he took off towards the sun. He was fast, very fast, and within a moment he was gone. What an amazing creature, said Quasi. And Dashie said, yeah, and I've got some great pictures to remember him by. The end. And then she put them on the wall. Yep, she went home and put them on the wall. The end. Hi, I'm Ryan McAdam, and you're listening to the Bedtime Story Podcast. I love you, now go to sleep. These are bedtime stories I tell my kids, usually made up on the fly, so yeah, they can be structurally kind of rough. The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named Astro, who was made up by my daughter. To be fair, Astro is not always in the stories. Many of these adventures feature just my kids' favorite cartoon characters from whatever cartoon they are watching at the moment, but Astro was the genesis for these bedtime stories and this podcast. I record these stories on my phone in my kid's room, and it's common to have my daughters interject during the story to make sure the plot is going in their approved direction. Sometimes the stories are long and sometimes short. Sometimes I get really into the stories, and sometimes it's just been a long day. Sometimes these stories get rowdy, and sometimes these stories can even be a bit scary. Though I do my best to keep things on the up and up with my five-year-old and her younger sisters. I hope you enjoy them. We have fun making them, usually. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin.